0: This is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled Keeping the Faith: Discovering Nahum by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. After Nephi's Broken Bow Incident, the Lehites continued on their journey until the death of Ishmael. And he was buried, wrote Nephi, in the place which was called Nahum. First Nephi chapter 17, verse 24. Typically, in customary Israelite fashion, the Lehites renamed those places through which they traveled. In this instance, however, Ishmael was buried in a place that was called Nahum. In 1952, Based strictly on the text, Hugh Nibley suggested that the place was already known as Nahum prior to the Lehite arrival. In 1999, Dr. S. Kent Brown, a professor of Near Eastern Studies, reported on the finds of a German, non-LDS archaeological team who were excavating an ancient temple in southern Arabia when they discovered the inscription of a man belonging to the tribe of Enum, spelled n H.M. In 2000 and 2001, the tribal name Enim was found on two more altars from the same excavation. Brown wrote It is important to emphasize that in the world of archaeology, written inscriptions are the evidence most sought after, for they often establish names and dates, key components for interpreting the past. The inscriptions on these three altars. All mentioning the Enum tribe prove beyond doubt the existence of this name in the first half of the first millennium BC. Based on comments, ancient Near Eastern customs, and the fact that the name has been used in the area for 2600 years, scholars suggest that Enum was not only a tribal name, but the name of the territory in which they lived. A number of ancient maps, for example, show a location in this same spot in Arabia that went by the name of Nehem. Other maps spell the locations as Ninim, Nim, or even Naham, but they all refer to the same geographical location in southern Arabia. While a few of the maps may have been available to scholars in Joseph's day, it is highly unlikely that they were available to Joseph Smith. Could Enim be the Book of Mormon Nahum? Ancient Hebrew did not use vowels, so Enem could be easily translated as Nahum. Even if it was translated as Nehem or Naham, or any other variable, the roots are typically the same. Nephi didn't use English characters. He would have recorded, according to their Hebrew sensibilities, what they heard. This name was then recorded several decades later in A reformed Egyptian script that was eventually transliterated into Roman letters for our English Book of Mormon text. Critics attempt to dismiss this discovery as coincidental. Coincidence, however, becomes less likely when we recognize that there are several layers of parallels between the Book of Mormon Nahum and Enum. The name Enum does not just appear out of thin air, the ancient site fits precisely within the time frame of the Lehite journey, as well as in the likely territory through which the Lehites traveled. There are actually multiple etymologies for translating enum. One Semitic root means to comfort or to console, as in consoling someone that is grieving. And when Ishmael was buried at Nahum, Ishmael's daughters did mourn exceedingly. 1 Nephi 16 Verse 35. Archaeology reveals that Enim was the largest burial site in all of ancient Arabia and that starting in about 600 B.C., the same time that the Lehites fled Jerusalem, anyone could be buried there. The complexity of interconnectivity for this parallel is impressive. Following Ishmael's burial, the Lehites traveled eastward from that time forth, 1 Nephi 17, verse 1 At least as early as 1976, LDS scholars noticed that the Frankincense Trail did, indeed, take on eastward turn in the Yemen area of Arabia. Dr. Brown notes that this eastward turn does not show up in any known ancient source. No one knew of this eastward turn in the incense trail except persons who had traveled it. This eastward turn just happens to occur in the general region of ancient Enum, exactly as described in the Book of Mormon. As we'll show in forthcoming issues, this eastern turn at Enum also leads, just as described by Nephi, to a land bountiful. If there was no other similarity between Enum and Nahum, other than the consonants, it might be dismissed. as a homophonic coincidence two words that sound the same. Enum, however, was the name of an actual 7th to 6th century B.C. word and location that precisely fits the Lehites' narrative of their South Arabian journey, including the note that the fact that it was a burial ground, it lies, just as Book of Mormon predicts, in the vicinity of an eastern turn in the ancient Arabian trail, and leads to another specific location also matching Book of Mormon geography. Such interlocking complex parallels add significant weight to Old World archaeological evidence for the Book of Mormon. If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it on iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon.